Touchdown Tampa Bay. You're listening to the PewterCast. Welcome to the PewterCast. I am Brent Allen, joined as always by my good friend, Ren, man, do we got chemistry daxed. Ren, <laughs> how's yeah. it going, my friend? It's going well. Uh, long time no see. That reference to uh, uh, the listeners was to a podcast, the Packers pod. Was that Packcast or the Packcast? Yeah. Or Packcast or Packcast or Packcast. Packcast. Yeah. Anyway, we are on a we are on a YouTube channel. It was kind of uh, cheesy. What was? the the pack the pack cast the the yeah okay uh anyway uh the uh host tom i believe mm-hmm. uh he kept gushing about our chemistry yeah about you know right. about sort of the dynamic between the two of us and right. uh, the, so that's that's what that means because uh, you know yeah. every time brent's got to uh open up the show with uh zing me and i have no idea what's coming gusto, gusto. Oh, zing you yeah yeah, you always got to say something about me, but then I have no idea what it is. Uh-huh. And it's usually something that we just discussed 10 minutes before. Right, because I literally just think about it as I'm like doing the opening. I'm like, oh, right. God, what am I going to say as I'm friend of the, the, the something or other? By the way, what yeah. is that other music that you now have played twice at the beginning of our... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, the the pads that I use for the music, a little behind the scenes for everybody out there listening. No uh, if anybody if, if anybody out there listening to the podcast wants to know, go over to our YouTube channel and catch the mistake at the very beginning of the episode. Uh, the second time. It, it's, yeah, it, well, it happens. Um, so when I turn on the, the machine, that's like the default thing. So I have to like go over and change it and just forgot to move it over and go over and change it. Why can't you just put like Gene as the default? I probably ought to do that, but I haven't. Okay. And I probably should do that. Okay. Just check. I'm just I was trying. literally having that same thought, uh, but okay. I wasn't going to talk about it live on the air. <laughs> Gosh, uh, oh. Hey, listen, uh, this is a kind of a special show for us. Is we it? don't usually do this kind of show midweek. It's true. We don't. Right. Um, this is a show that that I, I think we're going to, I think I'm going to, the best way I can describe it is sort of like a cooler heads prevail. Sure. Type of episode because our last episode, I, which was like, I don't know if that's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. The our our last episode, which was like five days ago, which yeah. is a long time for us in the middle Thursday of Thursday night. Right. It, was it five? I don't know. I'm not doing the math. Anyway, it's uh, that the Titans what? just beat the Bills. It's Tuesday. Just let me know it's Tuesday. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Did um, you not know there was football tonight? I did, but it was the last thing on my mind because I've had this show and I've had but baseball practice with the kid and a bunch of other stuff going on. So uh, the NFL, while I love football, only takes over my life three days a week. Not uh, <laughs> sure. I can't have my Tuesdays, Ren. Yeah, no Name doubt, right? Tuesdays. Yeah, um, that's Taco Day, right? <laughs> well, tonight it was chicken. Uh, anyway, the um, uh, the the basic idea that that show 
mm-hmm. was such a fiery explosive show and that's how that show's meant to go right that's the way that show's meant to be that is that is the post game raw reactions mm-hmm. full of the emotion good the bad the ugly all of it there and i think there was all of those combined in the last show mm-hmm. it was also a it was a great show for for a lot of reasons because it was a watermark a watershed i, I don't know what high water show for us we were joined by the most number of live people we've ever been joined by at at, at any given time yeah ever. I, it, I wonder how that went with that show being right. so, well basically this is the show we want everybody to come watch yeah let's we're let's, let's, grabbing the mic and yelling at someone <laughs> exactly i mean did people did i just like completely turn off a bunch of people or were people like hey that's that's pretty good like, like yeah, that's like right like, that's, that's, that's just right yeah um i don't know right so anyway that so there was there was that show but this is really just sort of uh now we've had a chance to breathe i gotta mm-hmm. confess i haven't watched any game film i have not rewatched that game again i don't know that i could take it to be quite oh, honest. yeah yeah like um yesterday yeah, i was still like fuming about the game monday yeah monday and then like today i woke up and i was pretty much okay you know uh-huh. and then i started thinking about it again and then we had that pod uh-huh. and then uh i was fired up about it again like <laughs> like what keeps what i keep thinking about it's about the only thing we haven't talked about we've talked about how the zone defense stinks we talk about uh-huh. how i think there is a exhaust port type hole that leads directly to the reactor of Todd Bowles' defense on the left-hand side when they play zone. We've uh-huh. talked about Donovan Smith at exhaustion. We've talked about injuries. We've talked mm-hmm. about Tom Brady fourth down. We've talked about, uh, you know, just everything that was negative that game. We didn't talk about how Mike Evans acted like he was an extra at the very beginning of a zombie movie when everyone turns that one play where he just started running down the field and just pushing everybody down. He pushed like two (laughs) players down, like complete loss of composure, just complete desperation. It's like that pretty girl extra who starts to scream and freaks out and completely like does nothing logical (laughs) and ends up getting eaten by like, that was Mike. He's just running down the field, like get away from me zombie, get out. Like, like what is that? I mean, he knows that's illegal, mm-hmm. and he like he did just just like just anybody got within his wingspan. He was just pushing over. Like, what is that? Okay, wait. So, was the I remember this happening on one play? Was it just one play, or was this something that continued throughout the game? This was just one play. Oh, okay, I think okay. it was like a double penalty play. It was like, well, not only this penalty, hey, everybody look at this, and Mike's just running on the field, shoving corners <laughs> over, and it's like, what are you doing? Right. And it was the same drive where everyone else in, in the whole entire offense got penalized. Well, uh, okay, let's talk about that for a moment. All right. Sure. And and less out of this whole game, but let's talk about Mike's first five weeks of this year. Sure. He's been a bit more fiery this year overall. He's regressed maturity wise. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. In, in years prior, he Mike's always had a bit of a of a of an edge to him. Right. And then but he seems in the, to get under control. And he right. Right. He's remember like he used to complain to the refs about everything and he's yeah. finally stopped doing that. Um, you know, for whatever reason, Marshawn Lattimore always gets under his skin. That's true. Especially if they're winning. Yes. You know, like especially if they're winning. It really like they, you mean the Saints. Yes. Yes, that's what I meant. Yes, the Saints. Especially if they're winning. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him lose it on other players, though, like from other teams. He almost put he almost punched somebody in the face right. a couple of games ago. He totally squared up on that guy. Yeah. I mean, he he like 
Right. He, he was right. about to punch that dude right through his helmet. Right. And, uh, you know, and people just keep giving him, you know, Pat, well, it's Mike, he's a fiery guy, but you know, you kind of combine the Lattimore, which I guess now we're at the point we just forgive. Uh-huh. Okay. Mike's going to lose his crap two games. Okay. Right. You know? Well, if we're Sean, yeah. Or it's a defensive <laughs> right. fault. Like, well, if you weren't, if you didn't give up all those points, we'd be winning and then he wouldn't lose his crap. Uh-huh. Okay. So, but now it's like two more games where he's just lost it. Uh-huh. You know, like he almost punched a Denver guy. And then she, like I said, I just talked about the zombie movie. Like, like he just like mm-hmm. like get away from me like 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 that is completely like there's no excuse for that like what mm-hmm. were you possibly thinking it you weren't you were just frustrated and you're going to take it on anybody you saw mm-hmm. you know it was like it was like you're getting beat and you're so frustrated you just you just take a cheap shot you know it's right. like it's like in soccer you know slide tackling for someone from behind mm-hmm. you know or in basketball just like you know just somebody drives the hoop and you just come over and just lay them out mm-hmm. like you're not trying to get the ball you're just trying to put this guy on the floor really hard because you know my feelings are hurt right so after that here comes uh, the positive <laughs> no 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 now here comes the because again i don't want this episode to necessarily focus so much on the bears game i want to focus yeah. more on going forward i'm with you i just um, had to get that off my chest i'm sorry I, here here here's the question i want to ask but it's a really dumb question because the answer is nothing mm-hmm. so what are we going to do about it ren Oh, the answer do, is we have to. Oh, we, we aren't going to do anything about it. <laughs> we have to build a winning culture. It's because there's no oh winning culture there. That's yes, right. yes. We have to. We have to 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 get that cancer out of the locker room and change leadership, mm-hmm. and they have to intentionally build this. And uh, and then uh, Mike needs win. to be pulled aside and sat down. But it needs to be somebody who's got some. Rela- okay, let's get off that. Okay. Uh, no, but but seriously. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that can that can that's going to be okay going forward, not long term, and not every game or or most games to see that out of Mike. Like we we need to no, see, and I, this and I think to calm down from him. And and you know, as per usual, it, it, it's going to get better. Like he's going to have a head of talking to, and he's going to get better until he doesn't again. You know, right. kind of like with Donovan Smith. Like he plays right. great until he doesn't again. Right. But by the well, way, yeah. it's, this year it's even been worse. He's like he's got three bad games to two good games. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. Yeah. But I, I think really, Michael, is it actually two good games or is it more like two not two not quarters. two not bad games? Three good quarters <laughs> is what it almost feels like. Does he have? Wait, wait. Is it like two good games when you combine all the quarters he played well over? Five no, I, I thought he did fine in in the Denver game and uh, what was the other game with the. The Panther, no, not the, yeah, the Panthers game. The Panthers game, yeah, yeah. And he looked bad. No, the Chargers game. He looked bad in the Panthers game. He looked bad in the uh, Saints game. I and then looked in the Chargers game. Did he not? I, I didn't watch the Chargers game. I was driving that particular day. So anyway, no, um, he was, no, 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 yeah, no one got to Brady in the Chargers game. I think, I think it was like, oh yeah, yeah the, they kept him clean. I remember hearing about all yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and then the Chicago game happened. So, so here's a, here's a thing about Mike. Do you, how much of this do you think might have to do with his injury? This lingering hamstring injury. I don't think there is a never fully got. I've it. never said this. I think that's all a bunch of crap. Okay. Like, so I, I, I think he that. was injured to going into the, you know, going into it, but yeah. he played like 98% of the snaps in the saints game. If you have an injury, 
you don't with a whole, the whole entire team was healthy. Right. Like you don't play 98, you don't play 90, but everyone's like, Oh, Lattimore shut him down. So he has an injury. And then like he did, and then he had a good game, a hundred yards. All of a sudden he's fine again. Now he has like, you know, two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. Oh, well he's injured. It, the bears game, you know, didn't have like, didn't show up a lot. Oh, well he's still fighting through his injury. Bull crap. He's been fine since week one, the end. All right. Fair enough. Fair but enough. to answer your question, I think yeah. Mike will be fine for the rest of the season. I really do. Okay. I think he's he was just pushing too hard. Fair enough. Um, I, I want to dive back into something that you brought up on the, the live show. Sure. And I, I really want to dive down into this because it's got me worried. It's got me incredibly concerned. Okay. You talk, And you, you already mentioned it in this show. Okay. You talked about the exhaust port of Todd Bowles' defense. Yeah. And for those out there wondering, this is a this is a reference to Star Wars where they went and blew up the Death Star, and it's the one little one little pinprick that if you exploit it, it's going to destroy the whole thing. Right. And everyone who already knew that is feeling very, very uh, not triggered. What do they say? They're hurt. They're very upset that you had to explain that. <laughs> and the people that didn't know it didn't care. Are very no, they're grateful. Anyway, my my question is this. <laughs> okay, what's your question? This, this is what really has me has me concerned. Our teams figuring out Todd Bowles's defense to the they're point for- that it's to the point that it's basically going to become ineffective. No, no, that's a massive overreaction because you look at the game. I mean, Chicago came out and they and even though they did exploit, uh, you know, uh, that left side zone of the defense. Also, um, a thing that I that I'm a little worried about is their they're recognizing when the uh, outside linebackers, which are really, let's face it, they're defensive end, they're edge rushers, they're not really outside linebackers, are trying to, when Shaq and JPP are trying to cover an Anthony Nelson at some points, trying to cover a back or a tight end in the flats out of the backfield. And that's how they picked up that last third down to get it well within field goal range uh, when basically Sean Murphy Bunting picked uh, Shaq Barrett. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they threw the pass to, I believe, it was, was it single? I don't think it's single Terry. Is it, was it single Terry? Anyway, they threw it to their back. Yeah, sorry. They threw it to the back and they pick up the first down. Okay, like I'm, I'm afraid that that teams are picking up on that too often. Yeah. Uh, and if they're going to play off in that soft zone, they're just going to take the seven yards they're giving them. But if you look right. at the second, like, but if you look at that Chicago game, okay. Now their first touchdown probably shouldn't have scored because the guard moved and it should have been third and seventeen, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it should have been third and seventeen instead of third and what it made it like third and seven third and six they didn't pick up the first down okay they went but they had the rest of the field to go down and stop them okay that's fair the second one the second touchdown is a pat is a fumble deep in our own territory mm-hmm. right before the half where jimmy graham made a miraculous catch and by the way if he didn't catch it jamel dean was interfering with him anyway he right. had his arm pinned his arm down but you know he makes a miraculous catch now we're down 14 13, right? The defense only gave up six points the rest of the game, and three of them came like in the last seconds, inside the the last minute. So, no, I'm not. You know, you go back and look at the Chargers game. I'm telling you, and I and I watched the Monday night game, the Chargers Saints game. I'm I'm telling you, Herbert's picks are going to come. He is he is just he's just he's getting he's getting dealt two aces in the hole every time he takes a chance on a deep ball. I mean, I don't even think he's even looking where he's throwing. Sometimes he just knows the general area to put it, and he's just putting it. You know, like well, I'm not going to throw it. He's putting it in a hard space to catch for anybody, and people mm-hmm. are coming up with with receptions for him. I'm telling you, his interceptions are coming. 
So, and plus, uh, you know, seven of those 31 points was a pick six. So they only gave up 24 and, and all three of those touchdowns were on big plays, mm-hmm. you know, and one of their touchdown drives was because of two penalties. One, the Shaq Barrett, uh, Oh, was it, was it a Shaq? No, that was the other play. They had a, uh, one was a Jordan Whitehead where he hit him out of bounds. And then one was a Carlton Davis, non-existent PI call that both went for first downs on third down. Right. You know, during that drive. So now like, okay, so now we're down to 14 points. Like, so the defense is playing well and they're playing fine. It's just a little mm-hmm. frustrating that when it push came to shove versus Chicago, uh, you know, they ended up picking, they only need like 20 yards and they got the 20 yards and kicked the field goal in one. And that's like a little frustrating. Uh, and then against the the Chargers game where, you know, uh, he just kept, you know, getting two aces in the hole. Like he, the first touchdown mm-hmm. he threw up for grabs. You know, the other one, the guy had to get both his feet in, Sean Murphy bunting. It's, it's in great coverage. The tie, That's the first catch the guy's ever had in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he gets both feet in near the pylon. It was just, it's just, it's just lucky. Yeah. And then you can go back to the Panthers game where it ended up 21 14 and all Buccaneers Nation freaks out. Oh my God, they're coming back. What is the defense doing? It's like, well, they won the game, tw- you know, what would they win the game? 28 to 14? Like, like you gave up 14 right. points. Like, like, what's the problem? And then week one, you know, we're not going to hash it all, but there was another pick six in there and it was just kind of a wonky game and that. So, no, I, I can understand the, the like, oh, everyone's figuring this out. What's happening? Happening, uh with the bucks uh but i think it's more of people being frustrated such as myself uh and other fans that pay attention is uh that the zone defense isn't very good and they feel that todd bowles is playing too much of it especially yeah. how good they are at man yeah and i wanted to go to that next um that's been a big thing this week specifically is how they started moving to that zone putting this big soft cushion in there which right. i feel like bucks fans and as a bucks fan and rightly so we are all hypersensitive to that particular type of defense because of what we just experienced with mike smith for so many years mm-hmm. you you give this big pad of cushion you you play like that and we saw what happened yeah and it's it's not good and our guys need to be in there they need to be up there but there's a piece of me and and you know i i played offense in football i've never been a big defensive guy but it occurs to me you need a mix of both you need some man you need some zone like just like an offense yeah. you got to mix it in there so we can't yeah, but- expect it to be man 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 every single play agreed but it can be like on like first down second down if it's third and it's if it's third and 12 play zone sticks defense you know like put your cornerbacks on you know right at the first down marker and keep everything in front of him that that's fine right you know if if it's you know, at the end of the half, even though how much, you know, we don't like prevent defense, but they don't like, they don't have any timeouts, yeah. like playing prevent sidelines is the way to go until uh-huh. they get like a couple first downs and then you got to switch it up, but they have to complete the ball first. Then you're going to get tackled right away. Then the fat guys have to run down and they'll have to get all set. And mm-hmm. He has to call the play and then he has to hike it and do that twice. That's, you know, you're talking 30 five 40 seconds right. for those two plays to run off and that's that's fine you know but now you're at midfield ish and you got to kind of do something different because if you do it two more times mm-hmm. and it all depends how much time on the clock but if it's third and 19 play zone yeah you know that's fine if it's you know first and 10 or first and goal at the nine play zone i i'm fine mm-hmm. but you know if it's first down and 10 on, on their 25 like and you're gonna play seven yards off you know, the receivers, they're just going to turn and fire. And then it's going to be second and four or second and three. So, you know, that like, why are you doing that? And I get it if, like, 
we can't we can't match up man to man. But obviously we can. Carlton Davis had an outstanding year. I still think he's getting jobbed almost every pass interference call. If he's got four, I think one was legitimate pass interference. Right. You know, well, it's been five, so he has won a game. Is, so. that, is that true of cornerbacks across the league, though? Like, I, th- I think Fuller got, I don't know. I, I don't like no. I, yeah. I watch football and I'm not even saying I watch every game and I watch a lot of football, but usually they're pretty egregious. Like I don't see the ticky tackness that Carlton gets called for in any other game that I watch. Like I just don't see those calls, you know, and especially this, just to clarify, this isn't you just being uh, hyper aware as a Bucks fan and everything goes against your team. Like it's yeah, not, no. not like that's your like, I've been saying Carlton's been getting jobs since halfway through last season yeah. because he started off as, as a, as a reputation for being very handsy and his, all his year one and sort of the first part of year two, they were justified, completely justified. You know, I thought there were other cornerbacks that were just as handsy, but they have a better reputation in the league and they get away with that kind of stuff. Or you play for the saints because that's all they do. They just rip and grab you and, and they dare the, they dare the the ref to to throw a flag every play. Like mm-hmm. we can't be committing pass interference every play, so they just grab and hold and and cheat and and mm-hmm. every single time you pass the ball, and they're going to get caught three or four times a game. But they're also going to stop you three or four times a game. So, um, what was the question? I don't remember. I remember I was on Carlton Davis. Thought he was getting jobbed. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, oh press man. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, you yeah. got and then you have Jamel Dean who had like four pass breakups. And had like a 92 on PFF, mm-hmm. you know, because be, they have the outside corners to do it. Right. So like, why just, I understand like, why well, don't want to give up the big play? Well, neither do I, and neither do they, but it, it's death by a thousand, thousand paper cuts, seven yards, 12 yards at a time. Right. Or is it cause like Devin White still can't cover. He can't, I don't care. Can't cover in zone. Can't do it. Can't mm-hmm. uh, till you do it. You can't do it. And <laughs> now that they're making Levante David turn and run, in coverage, uh-huh. he can't do that either. In zone, you keep it in front of him, you know. But mm-hmm. if they're making him turn and run in his zone, he can't. He can't cover anybody. So why why are the Buccaneers doing this? I mean, I know you're not in the in the meeting right. rooms and stuff, but like this obviously isn't something that's working. This is not the Todd Bowles type of defense that we've come to know and love, and that we've come to to be familiar with over the last season and a half. And I understand there's more. Oh, it is. That's the whole point. It is. It is. Okay. It is. Well, they 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 gave up what twenty points. Only gave up six points in the second half. If you were losing by one point coming out of halftime, and you tell the defense, and you if you tell the offense, they're only going to score six more points. If you score seven, it's a tie game. You have two quarters to do it. Do you think you can win? You take that every sure. time. Yeah, I just okay. broke down that it is. It just feels like it's not. Okay, so so and, the and this is why, this is why I wanted to get to this episode. Do I? What's that? I, I was I, saying this is why I wanted to get to this episode. Right. Because what you just said was it's not that in reality. It just feels that way. <laughs> Yeah, it just feels that way because we're three and two. Yeah, right. And we're coming. We're, we still all have the taste of this game in our mouths, and we've had it for longer than we normally would with, with it being the, right. the extended quote unquote mini bye week. Yeah. And um, then you look at the Chargers game, and it's a game that with all their injuries, like we should have won that game like a lot easier than we did. Right. You know, the second half of that game should have went like the whole, the whole game. You know, but then you watch it Monday night and they're and like it was it was like watching the same game all over again, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charge came out to a big lead, you know, uh Saints scored right before halftime on a mistake. It was it was actually an interception by Herbert, and the Saints scored right before halftime to get back in it. And and then they had a field goal to win the game. The Chargers had a field goal to win the game. I mean, the Chargers are are they're, they're like hats off to their 
offensive scheme, defensive scheme, and coaching job because you know they got a bunch of nobodies playing for them and they're hanging, hanging tough. Wow, hanging, that was bad. That was That's bad. 1989. New Red kid on the block reference, folks. Red night. Holy cow! Were you there? Red night. That was like elementary night for me anyway elementary uh, <laughs> night. Night. That, was, that was me and my cousins in the living room pretending to be you know whatever i, w- I was always the guy on the left anyway um wow. <laughs> i don't even know his name um, thank you for saving me on that <laughs> i was a big nerd until that until that little that little tidbit <laughs> the five hardest working gads in show business okay. anyway um one more question Sure. About this, then I want about the game with Chicago, and then I want to move talking about the defense going forward. Is it fair to say this? I think I'm hearing this from you, sure. and this is a thought I've been having over the course of this week. Mm-hmm. All of our complaints about the defense. Yeah. When you look at it, they still only scored, was it 17 points? 20. Was it 20? Okay. 2019 was a game. 2019. All right. Like the defense pretty much I mean, the the played well. Like- started on their own 20 right the, yeah. the defense did their thing the yeah. real culprit in this game with chicago was the offense not being able to get anything going it was not being able to punch it in the second half getting in the red zone which are it's going to happen some games it really is yeah. a very untimely turnover nobody's fault really mm-hmm. you know uh you could maybe blame it on brady like he, sh- he should have just like threw it at his feet because he saw that you know the cornerback closing was going to kill him you can't blame Keyshawn Vaughn because like, you know, he 97 because 97 of 100 people drop that ball. And the three people that don't, it's because the ball gets like like pinned to their chest. Right. You know, so like there's really no it was just just bad luck. OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, yeah. And then just the penalties and shooting themselves in the foot in the second half where they just could not get out of their own way as the defense completely did their job. Right. Right. And, and that's, cra- and that's some really crappy calls by, by the rest that right. really hurt the team. Right. And, and and that's where I, I kind of wanted to come with this was uh, as far as the defense goes, because I've seen a lot of people trying to place blame at the defense or talk about the defense is bad, the defense is bad, the defense is bad, all these things. Right. And really, they're not like the no. defense actually did what they were supposed to. They they played the way they typically play. You know, yeah. you give a team 20 points. That's fine. We expect our team to score 30 or 28. Uh, you know, the most points they've given up all year is 24. Right. And we won that game. Right. Exactly. Oh, wait. Um, no, the Saints game. But they had a pick six, too. So I, I don't really remember what the Saints score was. Right. Um. Say, oh, gosh. But yeah, they held Drew Brees like 160 yards. Yeah. And the Camaro like less than 100 yards combined. 100 combined yeah yeah yeah. so like it wasn't their fault <laughs> like, yeah. like we, what do you we have not had a running back go over 100 yet this season i don't think oh no only and had we one had, la- we had one last year i think one last year that was the carson one and if we were to cover that fumble that devin white punched into the ground so hard it bounced up into the stands uh that run wouldn't have counted i don't think maybe it does i don't know if that yardage counts or not yeah, it probably does yeah. anyway he got he got more than half of his 100 yards on that one run yeah so um Okay, the big question regarding the defense, though, going forward. Yes, it is. Vita Vea. Mm-hmm. There's been number one run defense. Yeah. I don't care who they bring in there. Right. Do do we expect them to maintain this number one run defense going forward without Vita Vea, regardless of who they put in there? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Um, but I don't. Be- I have major questions about that. Well, I will and- be answered on the field, by the way. Correct. Yes. Yeah. But right now, the Buccaneers, and even after the VFA injury, are on pace to have the best defense, run defense ever, ever uh-huh. in the NFL, ever. So losing Vivea puts a big damper in that. Uh-huh. But I think the team plays enough 
sound defense, gap integrity type of stuff that although you're not going to get sort of the immovable object from Nacho uh-huh. and you're not going to get probably any pass rush from Nacho, mm-hmm. but he's good enough to not be over. He's good enough to hold up a double team. You know, he may right. give a yard or two. So the running back gets four yards instead of two, mm-hmm. but Sue's still going to be there. Golson's going to still going to be there. You know, uh, BA talked out at the presser today that Anthony Nelson can put move, put his hand in the dirt. JPP can move inside. And he talked about uh, Khalil Davis, who I fully expect just to be the replacement for Nacho on obvious passing situations. Maybe be first down, second down, third down, you know, first and 20. Uh-huh. Here comes Khalil Davis. Cause All right, help a- me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Help me out. Yeah. Khalil Davis is our late round draft pick in Nebraska. The guy we all forgot about. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, we all equals Brent, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's a Twitch guy. He's like, I I don't understand why he's even on the team. He's not a Todd Bowles, you know, hand in the dirt, defensive tackle, nose tackle type of player. Mm -hmm. He beats you with, uh, you know, toolbox hand movement uh, and shooting gaps and being explosive off the ball. So right now, I completely expect him just to be the third down. So what you're looking at is Khalil Mack and Nacho trying to become Vita Vea. And I think they're good enough where the Bucks will still be in the running for best uh, run defense in the NFL. All right. Like, I'd be willing to go out on a limb and say they'll finish in top five as long as no one else gets hurt for the season. You know, I'm not saying, oh, you know, Sue missed the game here. or You know, I'm not, I'm not saying one game and I'm not calling it off, but... I think that they finish in the top five because I, I, you know, I think Nacho can do, he's shown me enough where he can, he can do what Via Vea does. He just doesn't do it quite as well. And that's right. a lot better than just not being able to do it at all. That makes me happy to hear <laughs> that makes me happy. All right. Let's jump over and talk about the offense for a little bit here. Uh, let's start where you always should start. Whenever you're talking about the offense, let's start at the quarterback position, Tom Brady. Maybe it was the fact that he was missing some of his top receivers, Mm-hmm. in the game on on thursday maybe it's the fact he's 43 and getting old and he had an alzheimer's moment where he forgot what down it was mm-hmm. ta- ta- something just seemed off with the quarterback position last week and i can't put my finger on it do you how did you feel about that spot last week and do you have any kind of ideas for where that what, what's going on there um it reminded me a lot of the chargers game you know like he missed gronk out of the back of the end zone early and then in this Chicago game, he missed Hudson out of the back of the of the of uh, Tanner Hudson out of the back of the end zone early. Both would have been touchdowns easily, um, but they were still moving the ball down the field. The difference was when they got in the red zone, they couldn't punch in and had to settle for field goals. Uh, you know, two of the three times they got down there, um, and that's how they got the thirteen points in the half. In the second quarter, as soon as Khalil Mack sacked him, which by the way, I will say this again, uh, if Brady was a Josh Allen or a younger quarterback or, or a Ben Roethlisberger, somebody who doesn't go down at the slightest touch. Right. Like he could have got out of that. Even Tom Brady being 43, the way he is now, if he put the effort in to try to, you know, brace himself, fend that off, spin, shrug, whatever he had to do. I think Cleo Mack would have slid right off him because worse still had a hold of him. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he got an arm on him. He felt the pressure and he just went down. Okay. It's a sack. I'm not trying trying to say that, you know, worse didn't get beat on the play. I'm just saying that, that uh, if Tom was a different type of quarterback, they would have got out of that. After that, I thought he saw ghosts for like a quarter and a half mm-hmm. until it became like time to go. 
Like he he was dumping the ball off quicker than he had to. He was moving around in the pocket where when he didn't have any pressure. Um, and he he was rushing throws where he had time. Uh, you know now he did get hit like eight times and sacked three times, and uh, I think those all happened in the second half. So it's kind of hard for me to sit here and go, "Hey, you're seeing ghosts when you get hit." You know, you get sacked three times in one half. Um, but you know, the first one, like I, like I said, I thought he could have got away with the second one. He had no chance or maybe it was the third one, the Donovan Smith one, when we were down in the red zone, um, and you're going to punch it in and it's first and goal. And then Tom, like, you know, drops back, puts his foot in the ground and there's Cleo Mack again, but against Donovan Smith right in his face. So, you know, those are both kind of not pressure sacks. Those are just like one you should get away from one. You had no chance. So the other one was the only one that really, you know, could have scared you. You didn't see coming, you know, might've fumbled the ball type of deal. Uh, and then it just, it just felt really rushed out of sync, kind of putting too much pressure on himself and the whole entire offense. Kind of like how Mike was. It's like, they felt like they were running out of time way before they were running out of time and they were Mm -hmm. pushing really hard. You know, it's like, you know, they come out of halftime, like, how are we losing this game? Okay. Focus up. And then when it started and you're like, focus up in the chargers game, everything started to work. Then it Mm -hmm. just flowed and came nice and easy. And it's like, okay, focus up and you're still struggling and you're still chunking. Then you start to grip the bat a little tighter, a little tighter, a little tighter. And now like, Mike's pushing people. Brady's taking dives. Donovan Smith is is looking in the crowd for his baby mama instead of blocking people. You know, it, it just starts the whole thing falls apart. And then by the time they sort of got it all back together and realized what was going on, the game was over. Right. And Brady forgot what down it was. <laughs> what is that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's one of those. Yeah. I don't know. I keep trying to put myself in that position. And I was sitting there going, wait, wait, I thought it was fourth fourth down. Like yep. I would I'd be looking up around me and I'd be I'd like I'd look at the scoreboard, I'd look at the sideline marker, I'd look everywhere around before I start like asking people about it and go. Here's what the working theory is. It's like BA and Byron told him it was third down. That's the working oh, theory. Oh, you know, wow. from people who understand how those conversations go, where they're like, okay. Okay, it's third and six. Okay, this is what you're going to do. Here's your check down guy. You know, uh, you know, just uh, like, okay, we're going to go for it here. It's third and six. Let's try to push down the butt, you know, f- you know, push it down. We'll get it next time. And then he's like, and then he's like, for, it's, it's fourth down now, right? And it's like, because that's what they told me. That's kind of the working theory now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, it just doesn't matter. It's not going to happen again. But right. I will tell you, Doug Williams did it once time. And I think it was maybe a playoff game. And my dad oh, yeah. still hasn't forgiven him. Your dad still hasn't forgiven him? No. He's like, there's no way an NFL quarterback should not know what down it is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I haven't seen my dad since since Thursday's game. So I'm just, <laughs> of course, he's in early stage of dementia. So he probably doesn't remember. Oh, man. Or, well, yeah, anyway, I won't go there. Um, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for not taking a pot shot at my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I too have had my relatives there. I, I'm not. Um. Let's talk about getting the wide receivers back this week. Sure. I think one of the, I, and it's my theory. I think it's a pretty good theory. A big part of why Tom Brady looked off last week. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, of course you think it's a good theory. Being yeah. Like, theory. What do you know? I have a theory. I like it a lot. Really? Right. That's good. Well, I was just trying to sound like you, Ren, is, is yeah. exactly what it was. Well, I mean, you know, like I have a lot of good, I have a lot of theories that aren't good, but I don't say them out loud. So if I say it out loud, then yes, it's a good thing because I've thought about it. Like, gotcha. it's just the way okay. my brain works. I'm All right. sorry. Well, here we go. I've thought about this one. Um, I, okay. I think 
part of the reason why things looked off, and I think it's something that we at least have to acknowledge, is the idea that what was it? Five of of the top receivers that that Brady has were all on the injury report last week. Several of them did not practice. We were missing Godwin. We we're missing Watson. Mm-hmm. Those guys were both out. Scotty Miller didn't hardly do anything. And didn't get a target. Whatsoever. Huh? Didn't get a target. He, I, th- I thought he got one. Is that wrong? He. he I don't know. I thought I thought he didn't get any. I thought he had one, but I I I'm not going to no die. catches. Right. Yeah. No catches. It we'll was stick just with that. <laughs> um, my, my theory Evans, is no my catches. Evans was was fairly invisible for most of the game. Yeah. You know, the, it was just weird, wasn't it? It was. And and so now we've had this bye week. We presume Godwin's going to come back this week. At least we hope he's going to be back. Watson may or may not, depending on what's going on with the 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 uh, chest injury. The I, I assume they said today that we should have everybody back besides obviously Vivea. We should have everybody back Sunday. Like everybody's on track to come back Sunday. That includes Fournette. Yeah. That includes McCoy. That includes Godwin. That includes. Uh, you know, um, Watson, everybody. Right. right. So, so the only people we're really missing right now are the people on IR. So we're talking about OJ and we're talking about Vita. Right. Everybody is back. Right. So that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. It, that's, that's, that's a thing to really, I think, consider about this last game though, is, is how much Brady was, he didn't get to practice with these guys. He's throwing to practice squad guys. For yeah. The most part. Um, but moving into this going forward, barring more future injuries, we should have a full complement ready to go again. Well, at least Godwin, at least Godwin and Evans. Yeah. You know, and no matter what you think about, you know, Evans in week one versus Saints. Okay. We'll say he wasn't a hundred percent. Okay. They haven't played together at a hundred percent yet. Right. Because Godwin was out week two with a concussion. Mm -hmm. They came back week three and pulled a hammy sort of like halfway through the game. So, you know, this offense with Chris Godwin is going to run so much smoother than yeah. just with Mike Evans. Right. Mike Evans and Godwin, like you saw a little bit of how uh, Tyler Johnson, who, by the way, is now the only Tyler Johnson in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, he looked a lot like Godwin, you know, he uh-huh. caught the ball. You, he, he made you tackle him, picked mm-hmm. up a bunch of extra yards, bunch of yak. Look like, you know, he understood how to run with the ball, you know, with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Unlike Mike Evans, who looks about as natural as, 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 I don't know, a five-legged mouse. I, I don't know. What's, what's really unnatural to see in the wild? A fish riding a unicycle? Like, I don't know. But Mike Evans, like, he doesn't, he doesn't understand how to run with the ball in his hand. Okay. And right. it, like, he doesn't. It's weird. Uh, and Mike Evans always plays better with Chris Godwin on the other side. Well, I'm like, not I think go that I, far, but you don't yeah. think so? I really think he does. Like, and you don't think he played good his first two years in the league? No, I think he, no, I, th- I didn't say he didn't play bad. I didn't say he plays bad without Chris Godwin. I said, I think he plays better when Chris Godwin is over there. I don't think it, I don't think he always plays had better. So he always plays better. Okay. Always. Always. <laughs> you know me. You're always the- means, Ren. All the time. Uh, no, but but I do. I like it's not one of those Chris Godwin's gunning for his job. I think they play better when they're on the field together, uh, or at least Mike Evans plays better when Chris Godwin's on the other side. Always probably because he's taking off some some heat. You would assume that's probably the easy answer. But anyway, the good news is they're back. That's yeah. that's the thing I want to get to going forward, and especially going into this Green Bay game, which you have said the rest of the season the Buccaneers should win every game except for two. This coming week is one of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I talked about the Chargers game. I'm like, look, this is the type of game that Tom Brady's brought in not to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, like not like not only win it, but he's brought in not to lose the game. He tried, but then he really showed up and won the game. Okay, and it was the same thing at the Denver game. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it was the same thing with Chicago. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just it was a wonky game. Uh, they couldn't get out of their own way. Um, he didn't turn the ball over at all. He didn't throw a pick. You know, the one turnover was like a dropped pass slash fumble. So um, I'm sorry. What was? Oh yeah. So like I said, like if you just don't turn the ball over, you win the Chicago game ten mm-hmm. times out of ten. Same thing with the Chargers game. Same thing with the Denver game. Mm-hmm. You know, and but with this game. Like it's not enough just to not turn the ball over or have a hundred yards and penalties. Like you can do both of those mm-hmm. and still lose by a couple scores. And there's two teams left in the schedule that can do it to you. The Chiefs, which look mortal now, much more mortal than they did, you know, two, three weeks ago. Right. Uh, and then the Packers, who do not look mortal, I think have scored 30 or more points every single time they've hit the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are the two games, you know, but again, I think every other game on the schedule is just going to be like these last three, like don't commit a hundred yards and penalties and don't turn the ball over and you'll win because the offense is going to score points and the defense is going to stop them. Right. I mean, they are, it's, it's just, right. you know, it's, it's, it's it, don't beat yourself. If you don't beat yourself, you go 10 and six, easy, easy. Right. And especially with an expanded playoff that should damn near guarantee you a spot in the playoffs uh there's always ways that it doesn't 12 and 4 is still very seriously in play right they are yeah what That's, team on this even even if they don't win this week which i don't want to talk about that but yeah if they don't win this week and then they don't win yeah and they don't win the chiefs game that's four losses Right. That's 12 and four. Who right. else is even like, who else would you consider home or away as a possible, like, wow, they should be favored in this game. Like green Bay should be favored in this game. Mm-hmm. By the time we get to the chiefs. Okay. No question. Question for that. Then what about the saints? Yeah. What about the but saints? Should, should the saints with where the saints are? And I didn't watch their last game. Awful. Was it? They, yeah. but they won though against the chargers against it was, the chargers. It was the exact same game, except oh, really? low, not as high scoring. That's what I said. Really? Oh, wow. the Chargers were up to 20, nothing or 20 to yeah. three. And then he threw a pick right before halftime and yeah, made it 20 to 10 going into half. And then they had a field goal as time was running out that he hit the upright. The Chargers did to win the game outright before. And then it went to overtime. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and and uh, they went down and kicked a field goal. Yeah. And but yeah, Breeze can't, you know, Breeze still got a noodle arm. Can't throw it down the field. Like just can't do it. Right. But you got Kamara who, you know, they can barely run the ball with him anymore. But mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because you put the ball in his hands and he'll make, you know, and on a screen pass and he'll make three people miss mm-hmm. and turn, you know, a two yard gain into a 15 yard game six out of 10 times. Right. And there's your offense. But then again, you know, by the time we play, Michael Thomas will probably be back and it'll be a different, be a kind of a different team again. Sure. Sure. Well, let's talk about. Uh, so, no, to answer your question, I like I yeah. think the Saints are absolutely beatable, absolutely beatable. And I think the Buccaneers have a better team right now. Again, you can't turn the ball over, which I get. But the right. Saints are also a very heavily penalized team. Also. Mm-hmm. Very, so that's kind of a wash. Right. Um, I just think more familiarity with this offense. If we would have played the Saints week six and week 13, I think we won both of them. Right. The only reason we didn't win beat the Saints was because it was week one. Well, let's talk about what a what I think an indication of a winning team typically is. Sure. And that's a good ground game. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're getting good running yards, typically the team that has the better rushing yards is uh usually 
going to be the one that's that's winning because they're not you know playing from behind and passing all the damn time exactly because they're in the lead and they're running right <laughs> uh so rojo for the second week in a row first time in his career gets over a hundred yards right do you, think he, gets it? Do you think he gets do what third time in his career say third time it's third time in his career but it's the yeah. first time he's ever had it in back-to-back weeks that's oh what yes I'm yes yes i'm sorry yeah. first time he's ever had it i was, I was reading sorry, the ch- i was reading chat that. there you go <laughs> we said not to do that ren i know i know i just want to put it on private it. chat so you don't see it okay all right i'm a liar okay fine <laughs> uh first of all prediction time sure does that happen for does Rojo go for three in a row? Seventeen hundred yards. Oh wait, what? <laughs> yeah, le- legitimately, and I don't know much about Green Bay's defense. Sure, neither do I. Does Ro- does Rojo legitimately go for another hundred yard and get three in a row? I think it's it's definitely on the table. Uh, yeah. If but it all depends if they want to get Fournette in there and they want to get McCoy right. in there. The right. biggest thing that helped Rojo get hundred yards two weeks in a row is they had no competition. It was him. It was him yeah. two. Yeah. And, and it was him almost three weeks in a row because McCoy two weeks ago. No. Okay. He did get hurt two weeks ago mm-hmm. and that sort of Fournette was already hurt. No Fournette. Then mm-hmm. McCoy gets hurt really early and that's it. Like this is it. These are the two you got. And right. they just rolled the next week going, okay, we're just going to do it again. Right. And you know, right. and McCoy was still hurt. Fournette was on break glass emergency. And then yeah. didn't Barner, the, the other guy, like it wasn't going to take any touches away from him anyway. And then Kenjin Barney just, yeah, it was the Rojo show. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, somebody said this, I don't remember where I saw it, but it's really the first time where Rojo sort of had the spotlight all to himself. Right. His first year, we just won't talk about. Right. Like, I don't care if it was maturity level or dirt cutter hated him or he could not spell or he didn't know how to read the playbook. I don't care. I'm not even talking about his rookie year. Last year, he split carries the whole entire year. Yeah. The whole entire year. Mm -hmm. You know, beginning of the year, Barber got more of the carries. Second half of the year, Rojo got more of the carries. Mm -hmm. By the end of the year, it was pretty much all Rojo, but he wasn't, you know, he was getting, you know, 80, 75% of the carries. Right. But he has two games back to back where like, like there's no one coming to save you. Mm -hmm. And he completely responded. Yeah. Yeah. So except he can't put, catch put on it. put on your offensive coordinator hat this week. Sure. Fournette comes back. You've seen what happens when Rojo gets the spotlight and doesn't have to share it. Sure. Do you give Rojo his 18 to 25 touches, 23 touches, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Do you give him that? And not for not for the sake of padding his stats and getting him up over a hundred, but just because of the fact that we've seen when he gets that many touches, he moves the ball. He's successful with it. You know, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Uh he had 17 touches last week for 106 yards. He had 20 the week before against the Chargers for 111. Um, you know, the week before that he had 13 touches for 53 yards, didn't look so great. Seven touches the week before that for only 23 yards. Like obviously, the more touches you get, the, the more yards you're gonna rack up at the end of the day, but still like his yards per per uh his average his yards per carry were was also way it was a 6.2 yards per carry yeah uh, this past week do you continue to ride that hot hand or do you go back to the okay we're going to shuffle in Fournette we're going to shuffle in McCoy in third down situations and what 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 do you do as an offensive coordinator i beat the hell out of rojo for three quarters and then put in Fournette i make Fournette watch Okay. I make Fournette watch me talk about Rojo under my breath like he's not there. Wow, that guy's really good. Like, <laughs> wow, he, no, he's going to get a thousand yards easy. You know, Tef Fournette just listening to it all game mm-hmm. long. You know, and then every time, and, uh, you know, and every time he comes off the field, you give Rojo a big hug. Go, 
wow. It's like, wow, you know, like, mm-hmm. do we ever really need to get those two guys? I mean, wow, you do, you finally turn into something special. Like, wow, you know, uh, maybe we could just cut the other guys and they don't get Super Bowl rings. What do you like, you know, to say that stuff. And then, you know, the fourth quarter rolls around and go, oh, Fournette, oh, you're still here. I'll go and get a couple of rooms and just watch him like go cr- just beat the crap out of like the interior of the defensive line that's already been beating the crap out of being being 100% fresh. Yes, and just just yeah. just just like blow over 300 pounds guys and step on their chest. That's what I would do. I like it. Yeah. Let's talk about something else though. Sure. Ro- Rojo gets 100 yards this mm-hmm. past game and he does it behind this O-line. This O-line which has been much aligned and much beat up by the fans, not necessarily in the stadium, although I'm sure they got their bumps and bruises from there too. How worried are we about this O-line? Like we've talked about Donovan Smith ad nauseum. We all know Tristan Wirfs is having a great rookie year. Yep. Ali Marpet is as rock solid as Ali Marpet's always been. Alex Kappa, he's gotten beat sometimes, and other times we just haven't talked about him. Ryan Ryan Jensen, we all love because he's nice and fiery, but yeah, he gets a stupid penalty every once in a while. But for the most part, Ryan's pretty solid too. Yeah. And Rojo, but the big the big thing about why the running game hasn't worked the last bunch of years because the O-line's bad and the O-line can't run block and the O-line can't do anything. But Rojo got his yards behind this O-line. Right. So, so what do we think about the O-line moving forward? I think they're fine. I, I have no problems with the O-line whatsoever. I mean, whatsoever. <laughs> besides besides Donovan Smith. Four <laughs> of the five, I have no problem whatsoever. I don't. Like, Allie's going to be Allie. I think Jensen's having a really good season. And I'll yeah. tell you what, like, the tough guy crap sort of wears thin on me because it makes my anxiety shoot through the roof with Jensen mm-hmm. because I feel like he's going to get, a, like, a dumb penalty, you know? Uh-huh. I feel like, you know, every time I see him in there scrapping with somebody, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got it. Okay, I got it. Just stop. Like, I, I don't need to. With, with Mike Evans, like, okay, like, you're, okay, you made your point. Quit before you hurt the team. Right. But I'll tell you what, man, that headbutt Jensen gave that guy that was, was so non-existent. Ticky tat. Yeah, yeah and he's got and he's gotten really roasted so far these four or five days since the game about oh Jensen, like, what are you doing? You're the offensive line. Like, come on, man. Like, he barely even touched the guy. Right. Well, like, and the other I, guy came into him. Yeah, the other I would, guy was coming in. Jensen just met him. Met him halfway. It's how you yeah. kiss, man. You bring it halfway. You got to show your commitment too. Right. Yeah. I mean that that tap was so light. I would have absolutely no problem of putting my fingers in between their helmets and having them repeat what they just did. Right. And I don't think I would hurt at all. That's right. how light it was. It was a completely ridiculous call. Yeah. Um. But I can still understand the frustration because. Was that, happened, call, I'm sorry, was that the call that when they threw the flag, he turns on and he goes, what? Like you hear him like over the ref's mic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't oh, put it that I did not hear that at all. Yeah. So it could have been, you put there, it that there, was, there was one play that they flagged him for that. Like, I guess he was walking by the ref as, as they told him. And you heard him like over the open mic go, what? Yeah. It was great. Like me watching buck games this year. I've gotten so fired up the refs. I have no idea how like they all have their teeth. <laughs> Like I, if I was a player in some of these, like the Shaq Barrett, uh, roughing the passer call. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I might've body slammed that guy. No, Brett, he did exactly what you're taught. He, he rolled over, did not land his body weight on the guy. And it wasn't wasn't even a half step. Yeah. He was hitting him. The ball was still in his hand while his body was making contact with Foles's body. And then, like you said, he didn't fall on him. He put his hands up and rolled and landed on his shoulder Yeah, and threw a flag. 
I might have freaking broke that guy's nose or like bit it off. Yeah. Like you've got to be kidding me. That's actually what the face mask is for, Ren, is to prevent players from biting each other and the refs. Nah, well, yeah. Good good thought. I like it. <laughs> Preventive thinking. There you um go. so you know, um, what were we talking about? The offensive offensive line. Yeah, offensive yeah line. like you know, Donovan Smith at this point, like I just don't even care anymore. Like I like if if like if you want to opt out now, I don't care. Like if you have you know the best eleven games you ever have, I don't care. I don't want if, you back. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, like you said, like this is you are like this is six year. Yep. You are what you are, and what you are is not worth fourteen million. No. You know, and it's 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 really sketchy for a starting left tackle. You know, like you can probably get away with having that type of play any other place along the offensive line, mm-hmm. but you're playing the most important piece for a right-handed quarterback. Right. You just are. And it doesn't have to be, and it's not that, Oh, you face the most explosive pass rusher. Cause you don't because all teams move them around now. Worse got Mac just as much as, as, as Smith did, you know, worse got, uh, the guy you hate from the saints, cam Jordan. Yeah. He got him just as much as Smith did. He got Chubb just as much as Smith did, you know, and like, and I don't think Bosa moved actually because they didn't have Irvin. I think like words had Bosa all game in, in the chargers game. So yeah. I'm just over it. Like you've had six years to prove yourself and I don't care if I'm wrong or not. You look like you don't care. You look like you're not, you know, it, it, you, when you mess up, it looks like you do not care. And I could be a hundred percent wrong on that, right. but I don't care. You mess up too much for just to be so nonchalant about it. Yeah. You know, and he can't even pick people off the ground. Right. I know it's stupid, Yeah. but like, he can't even do that. Right. Like he yeah. kind of spins you in a circle and pulls your arm out of the socket. It's just like everything about you is completely mediocre. It's pedestrianly mediocre and I'm over it. Yeah. Like you're, I love your smile. I'm sure you're a great father. Congratulations on, you know, on, on your first child. Your girl is beautiful. I wish you the best. You have come a long way from when you started. You've made money where you're, you're going to set up your family for a generation at least, maybe two. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck off my team. That's our YouTube clip for this week, though, by the way. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. Question, do you know? Because I don't. What? Uh, I don't watch college football all that much. Sure. Are there any good left tackles coming out of the draft this there's year? Always, we have good left tackles. Plus, you don't you might not even have to look at good left tackles. It'd be good right tackles. Oh, move and move uh, worse over. And it's too early. Yeah. No, I got another idea, Ren. Let's move Ali Marpet over. Oh, there you go. Let's do that. Let's move Ali over. No, we'll move Jensen over and put Ali at center. I guess we could do that. I guess we could do that. Um, um, the, I tell you what, you know, you know what Jensen would do if he played left tackle. If he turned around and and Khalil Mack was barking in the face of his quarterback, Jensen would pop that guy and not just sit there and pat him on the head. He would have ripped his helmet off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that one I've been a little bit okay with, which is weird since I can we complain about. Okay, I'm done with that. Oh well, that right. one's okay. Like, never right. do that again. Well, that one's all right. You know. Okay, what I'm gonna do? I'm a fan. Okay, I'm like that. What do you What do you want? Yeah. Uh, to answer your college question, uh, I only know like the top two or three tackles right now, and they're all left tackles. Won't be that high. <laughs> and exactly, and but and they'll be gone way before hopefully the Bucks pick. Right. You know, and if the Bucks don't, and if the Bucks do pick that early, yeah. then you know you might want to be looking at quarterback. Is uh, let me ask you this. Sure. As it sits right now, number one priority for the Bucks in the draft. 
left tackle. Yeah. It's got to be. Or yeah. tackle, a tackle. Or a tackle. Yeah. Like I would have went in, you know, week one, you know, even after even after week four, mm-hmm. after Donovan had sort of the uh, the resurgence mm-hmm. the past two weeks before, like I, I still would have said, man, you know, tackle I get, but I want to give it a few more. You know, I want to I want to see a little more. Mm-hmm. But right now we need like interior and edge help, interior defensive line and edge help. That's where we need people. Mm-hmm. That's where, like I would put our first three draft picks in there. But then after, you know, like I said, Donovan's had three out of five games, he had three bad ones. Yeah, it just can't continue. And we got 11 more left to go in the regular season, and we got three or four more left to go in the postseason. And yeah, and he's going to, and five of them will be, will be fine. Two yeah. of them will be great. And the other ones, you're just going to be like, like, what, what are you smiling at? Yeah. Like, why are you smiling, Donovan? Right. <laughs> right. And yet, as it goes, we still say <laughs> until we get that next tackle in here, Donovan Smith is still our best option. Yes. He's yeah. still the best option. I, I would not mind if, if this continues as bad as it has. Like, uh, if he has, like, the next two games or, like, his first two games, and that makes three bad games in a row, like, it's come to a point where you have to explore other options. Like, I would not mind, like, start cross-training worse now. Yeah. Put worse left. Are, huh? Do you, do you think they I, are? My, uh, my, I don't know. I yeah. would be, but yeah. they're never going to do it in front of the media because they only get to watch for the first 30 minutes anyway. Yeah. So we'll never know. And then put Haig, put Haig in a, at right tackle yeah. and flip worse to left. Like it can't be any worse. Mm-hmm. Like it's at the point where like, I think I can do just as good right. than Donovan Smith's worst game. I'm serious. All I have to do is stand in between somebody and Tom Brady for like 2.4 seconds for 60 out of 65 plays those other five plays i don't know i have to like scratch their eyes out spider monkey them bite their shin bone like i don't know what i have to do yeah you know poke them in the eye like i you know like like have some like a a pile of sand like in my shorts and toss it in his face like in a voodoo doll yeah you know yeah like a little blowgun to the neck right before the snap like Whatever I have to do, but right. for like 65 of those plays, I just have to keep upright and in between the guy and Brady because he's going to get the ball out. Mm-hmm. Those other five plays where, you know, the bull rush is coming or he makes an inside move or Brady holds the ball. I just got to hang on for dear life, man. And I make what, $14 million a year for that? <sighs> None of that's true. I would get totally demolished. These guys are so much stronger than I am and so much bigger than I am. Right. But I could I, play corner. I could I still could play corner. I, I always I always have to say anytime I see Donovan in person and like I'm standing next to him and I am not a small person. Yeah. In width or height. I am not a tiny person at all. Donovan makes me feel tiny. He's a big man. Especially so especially in cleats. If when he's on cleats and cement yeah. with his helmet on, yeah, he looks like he's like six nine. Oh, it's it's he he's might, massive. It's, it's gross. All right, last and a very good athlete. He just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know Jason Leto talks about that that neck up thing. Uh, and we, it, well, I'll I don't, tell you, he gives a shit. I, I'm done talking about Donovan. I don't want to go on, but okay. it really it, that's the difference between a guy who has all the potential in the world, which is what we've heard about Donovan for so many years now, and we keep getting fed that line and the reality of where he is. He's got all the potential in the world. He's a great athlete. Yeah. He has all the tools. Yeah. He just doesn't give a shit. He can't put it together. At least that's the way it comes off. Won't At least that's the way it comes off. All right. One one last thing from me. Sure. That's something I think that we need to talk about. And I think we need, as Bucks fans, to have sort of a come to Jesus about and just call a spade a spade, call it what it is, or say that it's not this. Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. bringing him back 
Yeah. Is it a mistake? No. You don't think so? No. Why do you think Rojo is running the ball so damn well? Because we have a sixth extra lineman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm putting this out there because this is, this is a topic I see among the fandom out there. Yeah. And- Facebook. <laughs> That, so, but so you think Gronk is Gronk is doing just fine coming back yeah. out of retirement, being out of football for a year, um, looking much skinnier than I remember him from when he left Sure, uh, playing with a new team. Mm-hmm. You're good with Gronk. You like you, would you want Gronk back next year? Sure. Well, let me put it to you this way. Is the Gronk is the Gronk. Sorry. Is Gronk the reason the Bucks have two losses and your reasonings why the Bucks lost the Saints game and lost the Bears game? Where does Gronk fit on that? Um, I think he find I he, I find him in the non-factor yeah. segment. The Bucks didn't lose because of him, but he they didn't he didn't help them necessarily win. Okay. Now you can make that argument because he's on the line, he's helping out, he's helping the blocking, he, all of these things. This kind of goes back to the that the headline that shouldn't have been a headline about Gronk of the way his production hasn't been right. Uh, hasn't been matching, and then you know we saw him you know catch a touchdown and and you know get a yeah little- the next game he got seven catches right. Um, but see, this is what happens when I talk about things that other people talk about. <laughs> I don't yeah. have an opinion on it. Do what? No. I don't have I don't have a fleshed out opinion on it. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to see how it goes. Now, you know, Brate's gonna get more production as OJ's down. Uh uh Gronk can do some of the things OJ did. He can't separate as much. Uh, but you know, no one really can test get make contested catches a lot better than Gronk. He's dropped some I was shocked at, you know. Mm-hmm. You can put it up. I don't think it's because he's a year older. I don't think it's because he missed a year of football. Well, I actually I do kind of think it's he's missed a year of football. Um, but you know, I just, I just think, you know, when this team starts to get rocking and rolling, I think he's, you know, he's, he's going to be a big part of, of moving the chains, uh, mm-hmm. with his hands, with his pass catching ability. And he's already a huge part of moving the chains in the run game. Right. And again, like, well, why are you paying him $10 million a block? Well, we're paying down him. It's just 14 million, not to block <laughs> and right. you're not paying any of it. So what do you care? Like right. Right. it's, it's a cap or under it. This is what we got. Like, would you rather have the $10 million and not Gronk? Mm-hmm. You know, would mm-hmm. you rather have the $10 million in, in cap space and not have Gronk? It's just, you know, I get it. You're frustrated. You know, you Facebook idiots out there. So, but yeah, if, 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 if Gronk's your problem, when you talk yeah. about this team, then you're a dumb, dumb face. Yeah. There are other things to have problems about with this team. Here's my thing with Gronk, right? And this is the this is the answer I see most often out there. Is he was like, oh, it's because he's always next to Donovan Smith helping block out. He's next to Donovan Smith helping to block out. I don't want to pay two players to play one position. Well, first off, that's just wrong. He's not always next to Donovan Smith. Sometimes he's next to Tristan Worth. Thank you. Sometimes he's split out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's in the H back. Right. He does run routes. <laughs> right and that's my point like a lot of people are are I, I always see that's like one of the first responses when people talk about about gronk is oh well, it's because he's always helping out donovan smith he's always helping out donovan smith and i'm i'm going no. if that was true i would have a much bigger problem with gronk because yeah. th- do what why and it's well it, i'm sorry if that's true i would have a much bigger problem with the situation let's put it that way okay because again i still don't think we need to be have two players two of our our 
11 guys on offense wrapped up in one position all the time. Like, I mean, Donovan Smith is what Donovan Smith is, and both tackles at times need help on one side or the other. That's why you put the extra blocking tight end in there. I get that. But to say that we brought in Gronk to block and to only be here and to help out this one guy, eh, I, I would have a problem with that. But I don't think that's, and that's where I'm getting to. I don't think that's what they're doing. And as you just detailed, Gronk's not always next to Donovan Smith, which was my next point. So let me put it this way. Yeah. If if the Bucks were five and zero oh and Gronk only lined up next to Donovan Smith, would you care? That's a very good point. No, yeah. you don't. No, and and you know what else you don't care about? You don't care about who's getting the yards. You don't care about who's getting the touches. You don't. You don't care about any of those little details mm-hmm. when you're winning. Yeah. Only when you're losing. Exactly. And honestly, you wouldn't care much about Donovan Smith and how poorly he's playing. Yeah, because when you win, you're like, okay, great win. Okay, let's talk about all the good stuff. There were some bad stuff. We'll clean it up next week, no problem. Yeah. When you lose, you go, we lost. Whose fault is it? Yeah, and you want to point it to one person. Yeah. One thing. The biggest ever. And the truth is, it's not one thing. It's a multiple things that that, uh, accumulates. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's some of those the left fixed for this week and some won't. It's sometimes it's the left and sometimes it's the tackle and sometimes it's the left tackle. Just <laughs> kidding. I know I'm, 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 I'm pounding on Donovan too much. Like, and, and Donovan hasn't been a huge part of the reason why we're losing games. He has been a huge part of reasons why like the offense hasn't looked as good as we wanted, mm-hmm. but for actually losing games, you know, uh, he's, he's contributed, he's, con- uh, he's contributed more than most. Never mind. I take that back. Yeah. For somebody who never touches the ball, uh, he sure does contribute a lot right. to uh, negative plays. Right, right. All right, Ren. Well, I mean, that's really everything I had, just sort of things that I have been thinking or things that I have seen Bucks fans out there talking about over the last four or five days since the the Chicago Bears game, especially looking forward. Did you have anything you wanted to discuss or bring up or um, shed more light on or offer an opinion on or whatever you do? <laughs> whatever you do. Uh, no, not really. I mean, you know, it's look, I haven't been hurt that bad by a loss since the giants game. Um, you know, like this one really stung, you know, I was really looking forward to being four and and rolling into this Packers game and having fans there and you would have got to go and, oh man, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't been prime time, but, uh, it's definitely, you know, Aikman's doing the game again, which I think is, I think they're a curse. They've done, they've done two games, which is both our losses, by the way, uh, Aikman and Buck. Um, and we've had, you know, pretty poor performance. Would, it would be unfair to uh, see if that continues this week and and call that definitively a curse. No, I, I would curse. It's the reason they're losing. <laughs> obviously something in the water. Uh, right. Well, maybe it's the color jerseys they're wearing. Who, Aikman? No. It's, it's Aikman and Buck's fault is oh, what yeah. the problem is. It's right. Joe Buck's and Aikman's fault. We've had two losses, and, we've lo- and they were calling both games. And now they're going to call this one. So mm. obviously, you know. One's and eh, two's a trend. Three, you know, you got to got to cut the weed out from the root, right? Right. There. When you're going against arguably the best team in the NFL right now, uh, it's the announcer's fault as always. Announcer's fault. Yeah. Um. So Romo this year. Let's let's get Tony Romo in the booth. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> the defense isn't playing nearly as bad as you think. Yeah. Uh. The offense, as you know and I know, haven't put it together for even three full quarters, let alone four full full quarters. Right. You know, sometimes they're good in the first half. Sometimes they're good in the second half. They've been good in the first half, three, four of the five games and good in the second half, one of the five games. Right. Um, so, but the, you know, this is going to be a test. And even if we lose and go three and three, 
uh, like 12 and four is still on the table and it's not on the table because it's <coughs> excuse me it's not on the table because it's mathematically on the table it's on the table because it can happen as sure as you thought as a buck fan that the bucks were going to beat the bears that's as sure as i am that 12 and 4 is still on the table uh for this team even if they lose the packers now like you talked about if we win this game which we have you know 50 50 chance i'll give them 50 50 chance maybe 45 55 mm-hmm. uh because of the run game and via being out and they haven't faced anybody you know aaron Rodgers caliber i don't think that defense has faced an aaron Rodgers caliber quarterback ever those yeah. three corners uh, i mean that that's including breeze this year oh yeah definitely including breeze i mean you know if you only got to play 20 yards off the ball because that's all you can do um so you know it then all's forgiven, you know, and everything will be fine in Buckland. And we just, oh, it was just a hiccup. It was a Thursday night game. They had to travel. Here comes Mike Evans wasn't feeling well, you know, well, blah, 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 blah. Everybody was injured. Right. Yeah. And that's what you're going to hear. But, uh, but, um, yeah. So it's even like what I'd say to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so even if we lose this game, like I will feel better getting blown out in this game than I did after that Chicago game by by yards by by from here to the moon yeah um if we lose this game it is not going to bother me one little bit unless it's there to be had and we lose it because of like a turnover or dumb penalties or a late sack you know you know if we're competitive in this game it ends up being like wow that was a really good game shame somebody had to lose and we lose that one i'm okay right you know but if the game was there to be had and the bucks beat the bucks I'm going to be upset because it's becoming a, it's, it's a pattern. Right. It's been a pattern with the offense for half the game, every single game. And, you know, you can't really say it's been a pattern with the diva. It's just a pattern with the offense. So, mm-hmm. you know, or like if it's a missed field goal and a game winning field goal, you know, like, <laughs> right. there's a multitude of things could happen, but as it stands now, as disappointing as Chicago loss was, uh, we're fine. Like, really, we're fine. Right. We're, we're more than fine. We have, we're, we're, hell, we're leading the division still. Yeah. yeah. Along with two other teams, but still, <laughs> <laughs> we're leading the division. All right, Ren. Well, man, I think that's going to do it for us here on this sort of cooler heads prevail. Hopefully, hopefully, we don't ever have to do a show like this again. Uh, oh, do what? That, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> I mean, that's like, I don't know. Like, what do you even say to that? Like, hopefully Trump won't tweet anything stupid. Hopefully. Hopefully. Like, what Like, what are the chances of that? Uh, that we'll ever have to do a show like this again? Uh, probably pretty good at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Probably pretty really good. good. Really, yeah. really good. Not this year. Let's just, let's roll, you know, let's, let's go. Uh, what, where are we now? Let's, let's go 14 and two and uh, let's make it all the way. Anyway. Sure. Ren, tell the folks where they can find you out there on the internet. Talk to you about anything that we talked about today. In week 16, we'll barely beat the Falcons. And even though we just went 14 and two, the whole nation will freak out because now it's playoff time. You can't make those mistakes in the playoffs. Mm. I've been seeing patterns of the second half of the season of even though they've won all the games, like this is not going to stand up against the better teams. Yeah, we're going to have one of these again. Uh, best place to find me is on the internet at Rendax, R-E-N underscore D-A-X-T. I'm always down to talk Buccaneers football, but if you do not want to put your take out there because it's too hot, 
or maybe you're as a private person, you can slide in my DMs and I'll talk Buccaneers football with there with you as well, too. And if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can find me at Brent Allen live across all the social medias. And you can find the show at the Pewtercast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You find us out there on the World Wide Web at the Pewtercast dot live join us over on youtube make sure you catch all the videos all the live videos live streams you never know when we're gonna do one of these episodes as a live stream because these are always meant to be the podcast the audio feed but you never know when one might go live but you know when we do know when you do know we're gonna go live when brent that's after the games we're gonna go live we'll have our call-in show we'll have uh people will link in provided we can make all the technology work uh and uh as ren referenced earlier i'm gonna be at the game this week mm-hmm. we've got a plan do we have a plan to make the show happen we've talked about it we'll see if it works out all right <laughs> we'll see but we have a plan. classic peter class plan brent has made a decision hasn't informed ren yet we talked about it it's the plan that we talked about uh but before that we will also have our buck in the news show those also go live friday nights uh and uh you guys want to email the show you can do that to the pewtercast at gmail.com please keep in mind anything that you guys send us in we may use on a future episode of the pewtercast well guys that's going to do it for us now so until next time we'll close the show out as always go bucks